0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. This Hi, is, is awesome sense. because it's a very science-heavy episode, and also I just wanted to point out that the beat that you're listening to in the background, it's hot, right? It's scientific awesome. knowledge. Yeah, well, this is my friend Jules. He is such a talented producer, and I just wanted to share scientific the measurement that he made for us, and I love it, so just, if you like it, keep on listening, and we'll let it play through because that's changed. with Celeste, but... I hope you enjoy it, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Thanks, guys, and happy weekend. welcome back to another episode of skincare anarchy i am very excited once again i feel like i'm always excited but i am always excited because my guests are always amazing and i have another phenomenal guest with me today um and then without further ado i want to introduce you guys to the founder of skin authority celeste hilling welcome to the show celeste i'm so honored to host you
1: oh well as we were saying i'm such a pleasure and i'm just excited to be here and with everyone listening
0: Oh, it is the honor is truly mine and it's such a pleasure to have you. Um, I can't wait to dive in because I'm a huge fan of the line and I but I want to know all about you first and I want to know how all of this came to be and your career and just everything that led up to this.
1: Yeah, you know, it's such an interesting story because people ask me all the time, you know, did you always know you'd start a skincare company? And I have to chuckle because I'm like, no. (laughs) In fact, (laughs) if you told me 20 years ago that I would be owning a skincare company, I would have said, what? So I have a research and technology background, but definitely belong here. And the reason I say that is through my own journey with my family, uh, being diagnosed with cancer, um, genetic condition that I inherited. I was really driven to be an ambassador for the health of myself and the people in my family. And the more that I immersed myself in trying to understand cancer and what that meant, and more importantly, you know, what we could do to help everyone stay more well on this journey. Um, In the research centers that I was lucky enough to be part of and involved in, the more that I learned that 97.7% of all cancer patients are vitamin D deficient, you zoom forward to today and 97% that almost that identical percentage of people in the ICU with COVID are vitamin D deficient. And the more that I learned about vitamin D and its role in our overall immune system function and health And the fact that it was made in the skin, it was a hormone, not a vitamin, all these things that as consumers we might not fully be aware of, I really became obsessed with this idea that skin was so much more than what we peel, pluck, shave, tattoo, that it's really essential to how our immune system functions and makes one of the most essential components. So I really started with vitamin D and my obsession of why more brands weren't living in the labs with me and really understanding how we could communicate and translate immunotherapy and the learnings of what we're doing with building the immune system to skincare. And so I really became so obsessed with it. I thought, why am I waiting for someone else to do it? I will step out and do it. And from that day forward, I never looked back. And it really is where I belong because I really feel that my marriage of my technology background, my research background, we think about digital wellness today and staying well with all of our devices and the world we live in and how skin filters all of that. It just has become apparent that this is my passion warrior (laughs) living, right?
0: No, I mean, I think you made a great point. And I love that you brought that up about vitamin D. It's something that I think very few people, like you said, know about. It's something that I think is a huge problem as well, like you mentioned, because I mean, I'm, I'm one of those people, you know, I'm deficient in vitamin D. I always have been my whole life. And it, I think that genetic component is also there with that. And, you know, when we look at this industry, that is all about skin health, right? And it's rooted in this idea of like healthy skin. Well, vitamin D is one of the biggest components. Of of good skin you know and healthy skin so it's very interesting to me that you really have highlighted that as like a hallmark because not many people are talking about it honestly I, even now with all the brands that I see and all the new you know uh, I guess technology people are saying you, you don't really hear about these kind of essential components that are crucial to good skin so I really really love that you brought that up now I you know I want to talk about your initial formulation you know when you like you obviously you were like I'm going to take this on I'm going to do it myself which is awesome by the way (laughs) in the true (laughs) spirit of science I love that um but I want to know like when you first wanted to create a product what was your first thing that you really wanted to do like you know um just walk us through that if you could
1: Yeah. And I think the most important thing to realize is that like everything else in life, it takes a village. And what I mean by that is even though I formulate our products, I have to share that nothing I do is without a whole team around me. And what I mean by that, and so I think a lot of times people that are first coming out and wanting to start a company think dollar signs. And sometimes it is dollar signs to invest like that. But the other side is surrounding yourself with people that are smarter than you who Already experts. So in my case, I was on the board of Scripps La Jolla, um, and is a hospital and research center. And um, some of the immunologists knew about what I was trying to accomplish, and they came to me and said, "We want to show you something we're doing in our lab. It's about you know what we're doing is about sutureless healing, but we believe it also resolves around the skin that's healthy around it. We want to show you this. So my point is that my very first product, I went in and looked at what they were doing. And they really struggled with how to commercialize what they were doing. But they knew the fundamentals of immunotherapy and they were doing amazing work on the medical side. So I said, why don't I license that technology, integrate it into a product and bring it to market? So it really was a partnership on that first product and really looking at how we did it. But my learning over these 15 years has been immense and what i have learned in formulating and starting is you know you can surround yourself with great chemists but remember that every chemist has a relationship with suppliers and you can't ever just say oh, i'm going to OEM something and put my name on it i mean you can but the reality is yeah. that what i've learned is all of them have relationships and those relationships sometimes mean that it limits innovation because They're always going to the same suppliers, getting the same, you know, sort of knowledge base. I have surrounded myself with over 15 groups of chemists and I rotate around and I ask and I stay involved and see what's happening and don't just rely on one source because so much is changing so rapidly that you have to, your full-time job is sort of staying up above it and kind of always, you know, evaluating the landscape to see what's new, what's exciting, what's what's really in my case, bleeding edge and bring it in. And I think that has served us so well because no two of our product innovations are the same. They're dramatically different because they're designed to solve very different issues. And I think that's mm. the, to the success of our brand is that we didn't take an ingredient deck or one ingredient and build a brand around it because no one ingredient is versatile enough to solve all the issues So we really are because we're about solving skin health issues. So at that point, I've found that, you know, we go to the experts in that area and then we work from that expert group to source the best of what's out there and then figure out how we integrate that back into our technology in a way that works for skin.
0: I love that. And I love that you work so closely with immunologists because, you know, I'm not going to lie, you know, being on the research end of medicine, you know, immunology really is this next frontier that we have to look at, not only for skin health, but I think medicine overall, because as, we're, you know, as I'm sure you know, the inflammasome is something we know very little about. You know, and for everyone listening, the inflammation is a lot of the things that, you know, Celeste was talking about here, which is it's basically everything in our body that contributes to the immune response that we have, whether it's to, you know, like UV exposure, or if you have, you know, unfortunately, if you're diagnosed with cancer or anything, your immune system and everything that it's doing and how it's regulating itself is a very big area that needs to be studied because the skin, we don't know much about. You know, Celeste, I always say, I, I you know, yeah, and I don't know if you agree with me, but skin to me is like the brain. We know very little about these two organs and it's it really shocks me how much people um, kind of overlook that aspect. you know what I mean like they they don't approach it the way that you're discussing here, which is this extremely high level of science that's incorporated. you know what I mean like this real deep dive into the science and they just want to you know slather things on their face but I I, yeah. I think about that and I'm like, you guys have no idea that I'm on a signal and the amount of cellular and, and you know, mm-hmm. just uh, molecular pathways that are being turned on, turned off all the time to make your skin what it is. So that's very important for us to really kind of yeah. hone in and, and focus on this, these kind of things.
1: Uh, and to, to your and to your point, the interesting thing that, and the reason I am a warrior, you know, my team will tell you, I probably spend 70% of my time on the education and like being an evangelist in the front because what I find is, and this is the whole key to skin authority is not just great products, but the products to your point are meaningless. If there's not education, if we don't empower the average consumer with enough information to understand the why, why do I want to do this? Why is this different than slathering just some hyaluronic acid on these dead skin cells and plumping them up? How do I really kickstart my immune system. It can and can the skin play a role in kickstarting how your body's own resources will make hyaluronic acid, collagen, elastin? Because they will. It's how do we do that? How do we trigger that regeneration process? And what's interesting in all of this is that I think the beauty that I bring to this after all these years is that I went into every lab and said, talk to me like I'm three years old. Do not use the five syllable vernacular that you love to use because it sounds smart, but break it down. If I were explaining to my three-year-old why this mattered and this were life or death, what would I say? And I think over the years, we've really mastered how to take this thing that can seem very complex and really highlight the simplicity of caring for your well-being through your skin, because to your point, what we know, you're right about not knowing as much about skin, but we know dramatically more about skin since the inception of stem cell research, because the only organ in the body that produces its own non-differentiated stem cells is skin. So the, the the whole stem cell research community has been using 98% of the cells they use are skin cells. So they haven't set out to create skin cell research, but what they have done as a byproduct of all of that stem cell research is we've now amassed all of this skin knowledge because we've been using these cells for over 15 years in research. So what we're doing is taking all that knowledge, harvesting it, converting it, and now bringing this to, to testing and to development. So for example, You know, we now know, and this is not a celestism, but if you, if you work with the over, I mean, we're lucky to be in San Diego, California, because we have over now 2,700 life science companies here doing research on immunotherapy, living well longer. And so in those body of companies, one of the things we do know is that, yes, genetics determines, you have genetics that will account for about 25% of disease onset. Or maybe you can't control it, genetics drives it. But 75% of turning on and off that genetic expression is, is environmentally driven. That's huge because what that means as the organ that actually inter- interacts with the environment, which is your skin, you know, if we can tone down the amount of triggers from the environment that trigger that 75% disease onset, we can dramatically change world health. And I know that sounds like a bit very audacious, but it is not, everyone agrees, it's just how and when. <laughs> so I think that's really about, that's why to me, this is the most exciting field we can be in, in terms of how we might be able to impact. But we are still an industry that thinks about goo. We think about moisture, we think about, and not saying we shouldn't, but if you're going to slather something on your skin, what is in it that's going to put us closer to wellness, and I think that's really a huge opportunity for our industry overall and the corner of who we are as skin authority
0: absolutely no i I couldn't agree more with everything that you said i mean honestly it's it's more of a question now about getting consumers on this page of science right i mean it's like we learn all of this stuff in a science you know uh education model like if you're in the academia side of things and you've gone to school for science or biology you learn these things but the average consumer we're hearing words like inflammation hearing words like you know um, auto antibodies or whatever you know whatever it has to do with um, like the nitty-gritty mm-hmm. these are all things that have to be normalized and I think what you said is a huge you know proponent here which is that our skin is the only organ which is directly exposed to the environment and the environment is always changing and unfortunately our body does have this threshold that it reaches where it can't adapt anymore so we have to keep aiding it to adapt you know we have to keep yeah out technology that's going to help our body do what it normally does and I think that's one of the biggest things that I'm noticing now in the skincare space especially is that we're creating products that are not geared towards mimicking the normal mechanisms of our body Instead, we're creating things that are like not supposed to be happening in the first place. So the body's not going to respond to it. You know what I mean? So that's like one of the biggest things. And I, and I feel like that's where you really stand out with your brand is that you're over here talking about things that we need, our body needs, you know what I mean? To do its job and to facilitate that via, you know, uh, very sophisticated technology, very sophisticated formulations. That's what good skincare is. And I keep trying to tell that to the average person. Well, I just
1: want you to know that I just want to reach through this phone right now and give you a huge hug for what you just (laughs) said, because, because I, I mean, that is the pain of being, I mean, there's always pain in being earlier in the market than others, because I think you always have this very big, you know, hairy, audacious goal of education and acceptance, because the other thing is I teach a class right now for, for physicians. And, you know, it's crazy how many physicians are in that class because it's about building immune strength through the skin. And in that class, it's how many people that are practicing 38 years or 39 years who go, Oh my gosh, it makes such sense, but I never, ever even thought about this, like just never thought about it. And, you know, wasn't, that wasn't something that was prominent when we were in school, you know? So I think that it's, you know, it's also about the fact that we go to our medical professionals and, oh my gosh, you know, they have so much going on just to keep up with the demand they have today for today's issues that they don't always have the Mm -hmm. time to fully read and, you know, and immerse themselves in what's happening now On the forefront of immunotherapy. And I think, you know, because it seems so distant and not necessarily relevant to solving a disease today, but it's actually very relevant. D is very relevant, for example. The the other thing that's interesting is that when I talk about environmental exposure, you know, it's also about prevention because we may not have all of the answers right now, but we definitely know the questions. And what I mean by that is I'm sitting talking to you right now in an, in an electric car. So so I'm saying that because I'm sitting inside a huge battery and th- that battery is radiating through me the whole time I'm talking to you. And it's going through my skin into my other organs. And it's only one of many sources Of rays that are beaming through my body, not only for wireless technology, for the battery that's in here, for 5G, for what we're doing with sun coming through the window. You know, to your point, it's not any one of these things by itself. It's a cumulative effect of our modern world now introducing all of this to the body at one time. And the body is, has not, does not have the resources. To now handle a hundred times the environmental exposure of radiation we had a hundred years ago. So it's mm-hmm. so it's really how do we suit people up to live in a modern world? And that's really where sun protection, environmental protection, skin protection, radiation protection, skin care is all about that. So for me, it's all about prevention.
0: Absolutely. No, I think you're really uh, hitting the nail on the head with that, you know, preventative medicine Um, in my, in my opinion, you know, as someone from the medical community, I definitely believe in preventative medicine more than I do in this traditional allopathic medicine. You know, it's, it's, it's a lot different to, you know, tell a patient, Hey, these are the steps you can take so that you don't later on develop diabetes versus yes. someone comes already got diabetes now you're injecting them with insulin every freaking day there's a huge difference in that type of care and with skin that's exactly you know I, I everything you've said is just so on point because of that you know in terms of you brought up the technology yeah like i had recently posted an article i think on my linkedin about you know just the 5g thing and then also um the amount of environmental um impact that we're having because of the servers and the the upgrade and this overall you know just tech universe that we're creating right like with the whole metaverse all that stuff yeah i know it's
1: so true absolutely yeah we're
0: emitting all of this new types of energy on different levels i mean nano levels even and now our bodies are constantly exposed to that you're absolutely right so what can we do instead of making products that are going to be against one thing or another you have to boost up your body, boost up your immune system, you know, let it do what it does best. And, you know, I always say, I think the best technology is the technology we get from mimicking what our human body does, because the human body is the most sophisticated, um, you know, machinery or, you know, whatever you can use to mimic new innovation. I really believe that. And I think that's where I'm, you know, I'm completely on board with what you said with Prevention, because I don't think we need to do much to modify the body. I think what we need to do is just aid it, and if we can focus our efforts there, whether it's through skin health, whether it's through supplements for your hair or whatever, that's where we're going to get to this optimized, you know, uh, optimal level of just being healthy and being well. You know, wellness, like you said. I, so I, I love.
1: That. <laughs> I know it's the truth, and it is. It sounds. I think what people underestimate is that it sounds so simple that people don't believe when you talk about just triggering the body to do its job. um, First of all, it's not simple because to your point we have to make sure we're giving the body, the actual resources, the body produces and needs. And I, the reason I say that is because the countless number, and you know, I don't live on any side of, I don't have a religion, if you will, about, you know, the the battle of organic versus not versus natural versus because what I really say is body natural. And for me it's about body natural. It's not an argument of whether, you know, an antioxidant moisturizer, I, I completely agree with the idea of, you know, clean and as far as we can go to be clean for the environment and for our bodies. But you know, when when you get like stem cells, for example, you know, we know stem cells don't jump species. We know that growth factors don't jump species. I wish they did because we would love to take, you know, an apple pectin and put it and let it model someone's heart. You know, it's, that's not, that's not how it works. So I think, you know, there's so much misrepresentation of what we're doing to trigger the body's natural resources and you know we work with true human growth factor that actually immunologists self-sort and put it. It's I mean I just wish I could take everyone through the process because when they see the difference between that and let's say a sunscreen we make that we make in a vat in a manufacturing process. You know, it's a there's a huge difference in those products and how they're formulated, but there's a huge difference in what their purpose is, you know. So when I look at that, that's where I kind of go back to the fact that we a lot of education is needed also in what are body natural ingredients. What are you know, when we first start talking about biogenical hormones, you know, what is it that makes the body feel that that it can trigger a response based on this thing, mimicking its behavior so well. And I think that's really where we can go. And this, and the studies we're doing today and that we've been doing for the last 10 years are mind blowing. I mean, yeah. I just took my team through before and afters of, well, not before and after, but before and afters from a study that was showing what we're doing with cancer patients with wounds that, with, you know, wounds from radiation and stuff that the doctors have said, man, these things aren't going to heal well. They, they're really, you know, this is just an ongoing issue. And, you know, when we look at how we treat them with human growth factor and what we can do to actually remedy that, even when a lot of studies said it couldn't be resolved, you know, we're just learning, don't say couldn't, because now we know that there's process. So I know I'm, I'm going off, but I'm just saying that that's skincare. That's the future yeah. of skincare is sutureless no. healing healing with no sutures it's it's a reality um yeah. and that means less re, less chance of infection less inflammatory you know ongoing aggravation less scarring it's, there's so much that comes from it that drives wellness so i just we're only scratching the surface It's just i think the skin is we're only scratching the surface of where we can go yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah. We're only, we're only getting through the dead skin cells at this point. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're
1: only at the very top. Yeah, exactly.
0: No, I mean, I think, I think you brought up a really great great point. I don't think it was off tangent at all. I think burn um, research was actually, um, I'm not going to lie for, I've done, you know, I've done my own little bit of it. And I, I think one of the key things that we can really learn here, you know, especially with something like that is, you know, the skin has this incredible ability to regenerate itself. And if you give it the right in the right amount of time and the right amount of exposure, it can do wonders for how much your body can like you know then um accelerate that healing process whether it's a third degree burn or something like micro traumas from uv so you know i completely agree with you i think it's definitely on point and i think by exploring these kind of like subspecialty areas such as like you know burn victims and and whatnot we are going to be able to create more cos- cosmetic products or over-the-counter products that are actually more meaningful than you know for example you know going to a dermatologist and getting the typical hydroquinone you know which is a six- 16- it's a remedy dating back to the 1600s. I just, for me as a scientist and a a doctor, I just don't see the, I I can't validate that in my mind. You know what I mean? Like why we're still sticking to these like ancient and like almost ancient, I guess, uh, medications, right. Versus I know. I
1: just, it's so funny that you even bring that up because I just did a blog piece and I sent out about hydroquinone and I said, Hey, you know, Do you understand the other thing because of my background and because of the fact that I came to this, because I was trying to protect people who had, you know, immune system disorders, you know, you want your liver and your kidney, you want them to function well, because when all else is, when all the cards are on the table and you're treating something, you need your liver and kidney to be a hundred percent there. And so to introduce products that have the risk of infecting, you know, of damaging how your kidney functions or your liver functions. When you look at things like hydroquinone, you know, forget the other things like topical issues with it, but, but, you know, I'm just anti anything that's going to perhaps not make my kidney work well in the long run. And I think because you're going to need it, you know, at some point, (laughs) you know, when you're not well. So I think these are the kinds of things that we just, and to your point, we don't even need it. I have a, a, we have a formula right now. We just, that's two times faster in brightening than hydroquinone and it's all natural ingredients. So Mm -hmm. you don't need to pump the body full of chemical related prescription drug level things to get the Mm -hmm. result you want, you know? So it's like, I mean, like you said, that's really old thinking and what our, our goal is to keep you off drugs. <laughs> it's to get you to the body to be its own, you know, salvation.
0: Well, you know, honestly, Celeste, I want to say one thing here because it just, this is like the coolest conversation I've had in a long time. Like, I feel like, you know, people like scream this from the rooftops, right? About like, oh, it, um, like, it has to be organic. It has to be natural. It has to be clean. And I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, um, let me think back. Okay, sock vaccine, penicillin, hydroquinone all of these my friends were natural remedies that became right. FDA approved and now we're using them at, at on mass levels so for us to close our minds off to like true innovation through over the counter brands is completely it's just stupid in my opinion you know you have to be open minded and you have as not only consumers but even dermatologists and and you know scientists we have to be propagating the idea that no these are real innovations like i'm sitting here talking to you and i would rather use a product that you've created because you know your science than some random germ resident that's going to prescribe me you know accutane or whatever mm-hmm. because at the end of the day you're not the one who created that drug you've only read the same papers that i've read about it you don't know what it right. does and you know how many people out there are like accutane failures or failures of these traditional you know remedies i'm not i'm not saying anything bad about dermatology don't get me wrong i love the fda no all i that. Know.
1: i'm with you yeah
0: but yeah. yeah. You know, it just goes to show you that there's a lot to be discovered, and there's a lot of innovation here that consumers just need to stop overlooking. You know, really. Well,
1: and I think the thing that's going to make the difference are studies like the ones we're doing. Because what I what I do appreciate, and I just want to support what you say. I love. Okay, I have a may. I'm. I i would not even be here without the medical community. The support I've gotten from. Doctors and, you know, in every field who have, who are, because in every field there's doctors who are savants, who are Renaissance people who are like, Hey, I'm on the front line with you. I, I believe in this. And there are many more doctors today than there were 15 years ago who would much rather do prevention and help their, their patients stay off things they don't need to be on. But I will tell you that one of the, so our very first study that we conducted for vitamin D we basically, I mean, the beauty of those studies is that you have to draw blood to measure D, right? right? Well, all of a sudden the medical community, you get legit when they can draw blood and prove what you're saying. So for us, we were able to show that through topical application of vitamin D at certain levels and certain, uh, you know, it has to be D3 It's at enough of a concentration, blah, 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 with the right interleukins. But if you hit that right, then we could show that in 12 weeks in the test groups that we had, that we were able to elevate D levels strictly through topical application, take before and after blood tests and be able to verify that. My reason for saying that is that's, there was nothing in that product that was, you know, Pharma level developed prescription product. It was really looking at how we formulated properly and encapsulated D so that it could do its job topically. But, and of course, a patent came with that. But my point is, what you're putting on your skin is something very natural that for years i mean grandparents put cat made you have to take castor oil you know back in the old days and like the pioneer days but they knew what they were doing that was vitamin d right so in the end i think that to your point a lot of these original things are really valid today and we need to give homage and care to them but what i love is that now we can we have technology that lets us test blood and say Yes, we can do this. Now, it's not enough for the FDA to say I can sell it as drug and I'm not. But I'm yeah. saying that, for me, what it validates is, hell, yeah, we can do something on the skin that matters. <laughs> and that, that, that is continuing to move us forward, you know.
0: Well, I think it's really, really excellent that you have vitamin D um, technology that is there, because one thing that I I always struggle with when it comes to people understanding is that vitamin D, as I mean, you know, but just for everyone listening, it's a fat soluble. So, you know, one of the biggest uh, problems that we face with absorption of vitamin D is that most of us now have, you know, we have some sort of gut, underlying gut absorption problem that most of us don't know about. And this is across the board. And that's why you're seeing numbers of people who are deficient in um, fat-soluble vitamins. It's going up because we're now dealing with things like, you know, absorption issues with overall gut health. So if you can find other ways that are lipid-based systems to absorb vitamin D, it'll do the same thing as if you were ingesting it and it was being absorbed correctly. Because, you know, for example, I'll tell you my story. You know, I was put on, what, 50,000 international units a week of vitamin D. Time and it did nothing why because my gut I had malabsorption problems you know what I mean so like if you can do that without bombarding your body and your gut and still get your levels up I mean why wouldn't you all you need is a lipid soluble
1: mechanism that's all you need right? I mean and, you know and so the other I mean, thing that's and the other thing that's beautiful is that The risk that we run, I mean, they're not high risk. And I want to be really clear so nobody gets scared taking 50,000 IUs or whatever. But I mean, the only way you can really get vitamin D toxicity levels is if you are self, if you're like, you know, downing these vitamins at high, high levels. But the beauty of the body, back to what we both said, is the body turns on and off the making of D to control so that you never really reach, so you never reach toxic levels unless you have kidney failure or something like that but but other than that you can do it so renal people that's a different story but if you have a healthy kidney your body's going to make its own d and turn off the levels of d as it has too much the body just has it's like the brain the body just knows how to do it it does it we don't know why it does it but it does so i loved it by getting your skin to make it because the the d that we put in the skin is not a supplement so this is the beauty of how ours work is that It's just enough to trigger the skin because the skin needs D to make D and then it destroys the D it uses in the process of making the D. So when UVB rays or blue light hit the surface of the skin, it triggers the D hormone that lives in the skin, the serum that lives in the skin to actually make more D because it's a hormone. Mm -hmm. The amount of D that that lives in the skin depletes as we age. So even if you want, that's why I hate those commercials that say run around naked for 10 minutes. In the sun, you get your daily dose of D. That's only true if you're like two. You know, if you're, if you're over that, you don't have enough D in your skin to make it. We know that for a fact because our population's living longer. We don't, we're decreasing our hormones as we age. And if you have melanin in your skin, if you have pigment in your skin, that pigment acts like an SPF and slows down the absorption of the rays needed to make D. So yeah. the double whammy is living a long time, having darker skin, which our majority of our population today has highly pigmented skin, didn't have that 25 years ago. So as we look at that, it's the perfect storm for D deficiency, but our product isn't like a supplement you take. What it does is it just puts enough D in the skin for the skin to go, whoo, I can make D, I'm gonna make D. And then it makes its own D. It turns off the level of D through the tan in as we get it. So I love that all we're doing is triggering a natural process. But it took a lot to understand how to trigger it. <laughs> but I think that's really where it is. So, but it, but there's so many other processes like that. You know, interleukin wound and repair, interleukin. You know, for immune defense. There's we are we're doing all those things right now through our SGF four technology, our Vita-D technology, and I'm just excited where this can go because already you look cosmetically beautiful because when you're deficient in the skin. 72% of your dermis is collagen. woo you know, who knew? Yeah. So yeah. you look amazing, but your D levels are up in your, and, and because it does impact all forms of hormonal function, you will also feel happier, depressions less, anxiety less, I mean, it's all the things that hormone balance does for you that truly start to kick in. So people feel happier, they are brighter, they have more collagen, what's not to like, you know?
0: No, absolutely. I love, no, I love that you're saying all that. This. this is so, so it's gold. You know, what, what you're saying is gold. It's real knowledge that I think is so important for everyone to understand. Yeah. You know, vitamin D is tied in with everything. You know, I know like people these days, I know I see a lot of people posting about like um, autoimmune diseases, like Hashimoto's or Graves' yeah. disease of these things coming up right and through the woodworks and you're seeing a rise in these conditions but what no one's speaking about is what you have just explained to us here which is this idea of you know we need to just give the body what it needs and you know going back to what you said I think that you know I remember taking neuro even in undergrad and when I first learned about photons and you know light when we think about light, thinking about it's photons really if you think about it and they're interacting with receptors and switching on the receptor to make it do what it's doing. And that's what people like, you know, that's, again, going back to molecular level signaling that I think consumers really need to start understanding is you have to start investing in products and in companies, you know, such as your skin authority, which understands this level of science because if we keep going to the influencers and we keep going to people who are just saying hey slugging is the new thing let's do slugging you're mm-hmm. never gonna get, <laughs> you're never gonna get to the point where you're you know really doing preventative skin health uh routines you're never gonna get there you know it's no, uh, yeah. Um, so I want to talk to you actually, you know, Celeste, I know that you have so many wonderful products and I am a huge fan of the whole line, but I really love that you have also focused on eye care because I think Mm -hmm. the skin around the eyes, it's a huge question mark for a lot of people. Like just the other day, I was talking to somebody who was um, explaining how we can use retinol around the eyes, as long as you're safe, you know, about it and stuff. So I want to about that because for me it's very close to my heart because I've always had this naturally occurring ptosis in my right eye and I feel like with all of the -the over-the-counter products like I I was never one to go and get surgery or anything for that because you know I just didn't want to do that nothing invasive but I think when it comes to the skin around the eyes I'm very curious so I would love for you to speak a little bit about your eye care products if you could and explain um, some of the technologies that went into those.
1: Yeah. So a couple of things. One is, you know, you, this is the great, greatest subject to talk about because of everything we formulate, the most difficult result to get is around the eye. And so it's really important when you're buying an eye product, it's really important when you're developing an eye product to understand how the area around the eye works and what you need to do to, as you and I have been talking about, to trigger some some strength and some vivacious around the eye, but also lifting, tightening, firming, things that we need to do around that eye area. So first of all, you know, our, just basically how we formulate an eye product in Skin Authority, like our dramatic eye lift, our reviving eye brightener, are formulated very differently than our others. And what I mean by that is every product has a delivery system. I know you know this, but I'm saying it for people listening, for- you know the delivery system is how the the ingredient and the formulation itself is actually how is it dispersed against the skin? How is it absorbed by the skin? So the eye area, it, the the lining of our eye is mucous membrane. It's highly absorbent. It allows nutrients and air and things to come into the eye. But the thing that we want to, that it wants to do is make sure nothing bad comes into the eye area. So it makes it really hard to get anything that to truly absorb in that area. And there's very little ingredient technology that's truly been clinically uh, proven to make changes. One of those is vitamin K. But the interesting thing about vitamin K, if we look at tightening and firming, is that it needs to be at concentrations of 2% or higher. There are no studies under 2% that I'm aware of. There may, I shouldn't say there's no. There are very few studies that show that anything under a 2%, you know, can truly be active around the eye area, but vitamin K at 2% or higher is a really great ingredient to look for. The other thing is that with our, we use human growth factor around the eye area because it actually incorporates four bodies of growth factor families that can actually turn on and off immune defense around the eye, also be able to activate collagen and elastin. So, sort of give us that firming and that lifting. But what we did in the in the distribution is we created like a web distribution where it sits on the surface of the skin, almost like a little glue-like feel. And what it does is it allows the the key ingredients of the growth factors, the vitamin K, we also put arnica and some other soothing ingredients in it. And they just sit on the surface long enough to be absorbed. Mm-hmm. I'd hate to say it, but I think that's 99% of making a product truly work is just getting the good stuff you put in it to go in to actually get below that surface. So it just so happens, we didn't do it on purpose. We designed for absorbency, but that technology, when you put it on, actually lifts and holds the eye area up. Mm. So people love that product because they're like, oh my gosh, like instant lift. But it does disappear when you're, you know, wash your face that night. But once you start using it every day and the growth factors have a chance to populate in that area, and that's, depending on your age, what you've done, like you said, with using resurfacing around the eye or not, you know, we, it's anywhere from 21 to sort of 62 days. It is that wide range, depending on your skin condition, it will start to stay that way and start to be, and that's why people call it their face crack, like their eye crack, because they just have to, they just want to stay on it because it looks so good. But that formulation and that way that we did the distribution is really the secret to why those products work around the eye area.
0: I love that. I really love that. And I, and it makes total sense, you know, from a science perspective, everything you said, I just, you know, I think my follow-up question would really be, for you is that how is it running such a science-heavy line? Because you know you are you know the people in this industry are keep creating these pretty products that are pink and glittery and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm just curious, like how does that work for you as a businesswoman? Like how do you um, approach your business and trying to get the right eyes on it? Because you know in the world of TikTok and Reels on Instagram, it's hard to get consumers right to really understand that this is the science yeah. is the this is the fluff. So how does that work for you? You know, just as an entrepreneur? Well,
1: well, I think there's, I think there's three important things and this would be a good, good tips for any entrepreneur in any segment. One is to know who we are and to know who you're building your products for. And, and I want to say that because we are not, I'd love to say we are for everyone because technically from a health point of view, we are for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> but the reality is that the person who loves our brand is the person who truly does their homework on what they put in their body on their body the person who wants to live a longer healthier life the person who appreciates tell me why I should do this and the the way that we so we really target an audience that looks and feels like that it's people that want to be empowered maybe they're the people that you know they 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 research what they eat, they kind of research, you know, what, and they find what works for them, or they want, they do self-improvement programs, or just want to be healthier at all. We're huge with educators, which is interesting to me, but I think it's because educators love to be educated, and I think, and foodies love us, and people that love food and wine, because I think they want to explore and learn. Um, So, you know, what we do is target those audiences with education, you know, I write copiously, I speak copiously, you know, I just nonstop because to those audiences, the other thing is that coaching, you know, from the day we started the company, we make free licensed skincare experts, free certified skincare experts accessible to you. So you mm-hmm. can call and talk to someone who's knowledgeable, who's been trained in this area is an expert also on our products and can really listen to you and look at you through video and go, oh my gosh, okay, now I'm looking at you. You talked about your eye area. Here's what I would love to do for you. And this is what I think you should use. Mm -hmm. And by the way, I don't want to just sell you something. I want to be your coach for life. Can we have, can we touch base every couple of months, you know, different seasons, different as you reach different ages or different milestones in your life? How do I help you navigate right. how your skin is then? So we've been doing that since inception. And I think that what that has done for us is it's allowed us, if we can get a coaching session with you, and if we can truly learn about you and, and share our knowledge, we build a relationship that is sustainable. And I'm really proud that, you no, know, have we reached all the consumers out there? And retail is a whole different story because getting the attention of a retail buyer It's so difficult because we're not flashy, like, oh, here's our pink bottle and here's our cool, you know, influencer campaign. But I think the re and that's why we've chosen to go the route we have is because the choice is either I change all of that to open the doors wide Mm -hmm. or I stay true to who we are because we're on a mission and and I've chosen that path. And sometimes that means we don't grow at the clip. We would if we were on Amazon. But I also can't educate on Amazon to the level today, maybe later, but to the level that I can today direct and through people like yourself and everyone that we can find like-minded communities to speak. And we've grown tremendously. And really, I hate to say, but, you know, COVID people being aware of their immune system and understanding that it is frail and that you need to care for it has made brands, in particular our brand, something people appreciate and want to know more about. And so I think it's not easy to answer your question. I have to really work hard um, full-time to be out there. And then I have to be true to who our brand is and just try to reach people we know are right for us. Ask people that love our brand to tell others about our brand. And then last but not least, you know, I think it is a good time where brands like ours can do more at retail because I think retailers are also beginning to understand I mean, we have a huge following of spa professionals, which I love and they're our heart and soul. And yeah. we do, we build our brand, our professional guidance. But I also think consumers should be able to get an amazing product somewhere locally, like SkinSuit, that is our full environmental protector that suits you up against all forms of radiation and pollution. We have patents on 99% of air pollution being blocked, which is huge. So when you look at that, if, if all I could do is get that one product into retail, that and a vitamin D, we would change people's lives. So I'm on that mission, but it's just finding the right partner who truly values giving you a little time to, to not just sell, but also can we use our media to educate? Because these consumers need to know these things because they can be more well. And they can be short. I mean, you and I haven't gone into deep dive technical things on this but i think the things we've covered are enough to trigger somebody to go oh my gosh i need to know more and i want to take care of myself and i think that's really what we're talking about
0: no absolutely you're i mean a hundred percent on point with that and i think that you know this is your like your brand and what you're doing is exactly for me why i created skincare anarchy because i was going to the stores i was going and going to Ulta and going to, and I love those stores, but I wasn't finding brands that uh, to me as not only a consumer, but also someone who loves science and wants to know, like you said, like the people who want to know, I wasn't finding that. And I was like, what, where the heck are these brands that I know the celebrities are using, that I know the people who know their stuff are using, you know what I mean? And that's where it really like intrigues me to be able to speak to someone like you, because it's like, this is the exact kind of science that I always wondered as a consumer, even before the podcast, like, you know, well, well, what about this? And What what about the vitamin D? And what about the collagen? And how do we help that, you know, through topical products? And I think there's a lot of us out there, you know, that can relate to that personal story. And, you know, I get emails every day from consumers saying, well, I have this problem. What do you think it's a collagen problem? Do you think it's, you know, and I'm like, I don't know. But here's some brands that are doing things right. So go check them out. You know what I mean? So it's like just getting that word of mouth out. I think, you know, that that's so important, you know, to get people in the right direction. So I, I love what you said. And I love everything you're doing is lost. Seriously, it's it's truly, truly iconic. And I I can't wait to see um, what you do next. If you want to, um, I mean, in the well, work that you
1: do. And the other thing is, I'd love to do a masterclass with you sometimes. we, I mean, together we should co-host a masterclass that consumers can come to and just, maybe we do 30 minutes and, you know, here's the top four things you need to know. Because I think the more that like-minded people can get together and share, and you know, I haven't sat here trying to sell skin authority. That's not my goal. My goal is, because what I hope is by educating you, you will want our brand because we're true to that. But I think Mm -hmm. what I really want, first and foremost is that right now over so an average six month old has over 14 hours of screen exposure a day because the person holding them caring for them has a device in front of them when you start at six months old with that level of exposure it doesn't and if you look at the cumulative effect of that over a lifetime We are going to see, and we already are seeing when kids are eight or nine, the onset of conditions that we never saw till they were 20. So we we can do huge things to ensure health by just education of that caregiver or that, you know, so that's just an example. But those are the things that I'm so on fire for because you know what, that mom or that grandma or that sitter or that dad would want to know that if they could but just no one's told them. So I think that, or, or made them curious. So, you know, I think that, you know, we're, uh, we're, I'm fired up. I'm probably more fired up than I was when I started the company because I see the relevance of what we're doing more now than ever. Um, mm. But I also know that I, it's like, I, I, I one up my energy level over the quarantine because I just felt like I can't sit still anymore. Like I'm going to shout from the mountaintops because what we have matters. And I think I'm not going to get, you know, I, it is hard to have rejection sometimes when you go somewhere and they go, Oh, you know, you're not like, where's your influencer that has 50 million followers, you know? And I'm like, well, that person isn't really a person that represents our brand because they do that with 50,000 brands and they actually don't really care about exactly. what they're promoting. Um, you know? And so that's, that's not a way for me to share, health with you you know but by the way there there are amazing nano influencers my we have amazing people that we've partnered with that have beautiful audiences but it's authentic and that's important
0: exactly and that it that's exactly it has to be authentic and the thing is like you know this is something that I think um you know as a friend I can say to you because I've noticed this with people that are true intellectuals you guys aren't the ones that are gonna be on social media. You know what I mean? Making a scene. Yeah. True intellectuals never do that. That's why I always, I always joke with you know my colleagues. I'm like, I hate, all, I hate this world of pseudo intellectuals that we live in because everyone's an expert and everyone is <laughs> an opinion. And I'm like, but the real intellectuals out there, we they can't even get a word in because there's so many of the, you know, the others floating around. Mm-hmm. So it's, it, I completely hear you. And I, I feel like, yes, I would love to do a masterclass with you. I would love to, anyone listening right now. You need to go check out Skin Authority right now. Actually, mm-hmm. if you like this podcast, please support the brands that, have are the reason why I made this podcast because this is the exact kind of science that I was hoping to like be able to help get out there and you know when you're looking for skin health products you need to start approaching it from a health standpoint health and wellness you can't be going to your favorite influencer and saying oh this mask is like you know it has pink butterflies on it oh it's going to fix my skin no it's not no research there. There's no R&D. There's no technology. You got to invest your money in the right things. And, I, you know, Celeste, I, I have this conversation with people. They're like, well, this product is $100. Well, I'm like, well, that's a $100 that you won't ever have to spend repeatedly on BS products. You know what I mean? So yeah. spend your dollars on the one thing that's going to work rather than buy five things from Target that aren't going to work. You know, well,
1: and by the way, what I tell people now, because I do this shop by ounce, because the thing that I now share with people is I I challenge people, when was the last time you actually walked down a Target or Rite Aid or Walmart aisle of skincare yeah. and actually looked at the average price point? So right now in Target, the average price point is 49.99. When you think about that being the average price point. There are a lot of $80 products in there. So when you sit there, my point is, and and it's 0.5 of an ounce. So you sit there and you're like, okay, well, at 0.5 an ounce, how many of those do I need to make an ounce? Okay, so I'm spending $160. I mean, you know, the reality is all people kind of charge you the same thing. It's just what's in there and how it's presented. So, you know, to your point, like, I'll give you an example. Wrinkle reverse serum is dramatic eye lift. Those are our skin growth factor products. It's, yeah. you, you know, from the old, I don't want to say old world because that's totally, I don't want to offend anyone. But when you think about TNS back in the day when Dr. Fitzpatrick brought it out, which was an amazing product when it came out and all of that, I mean, it was ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, $450, those same kinds of products today are going for like $350, but they're older technology. But the point is they're 350 we're at 159 for a product that has 51% growth factor in it. That's unheard of. Like, yeah. but, but part of the reason I do it is that's not super high margin necessarily for us based on what that, because the immunologists really create that product, but it's that I know you need to use it for it to work. So mm. I, I don't want to price it. And that's the beauty of having your own company is I price it so that, okay, we can make enough to exist, but at the end of the day, You it's affordable enough that you can use it on an ongoing basis and you will look better and be healthier because you're being consistent. So, you know, that's what's important to me is it's worthless if you're not consistent because your body uses all the resources every day. So you have to replenish those resources daily, just like you do with food. So I think that's really the thing that's so important. And I I know I'm saying all this, but I think that also independently owned companies like ours where you truly are free to make decisions that are right for the consumer, that are right for you because you don't have anyone driving you to make a decision that maybe is not the best decision for the consumer but is the right thing for your stock price. I think it's a very different thing because it gives us the power to do what's right for the person we're trying to serve. And that has allowed us to have incredible loyalty with our consumers. But also it allows me to be able to change things up because I have to change it, you know, all yeah. the time, right? Well, someone's so, got because,
0: yeah. Someone's got it. You know, you, you, you said it in the beginning of the show, you know, you wanted, like you saw a problem and you wanted to fix it. And I, that is the true spirit of science. That is the true spirit of a scientist. If you If you look at something in the world and you say, this is a problem and it needs to be fixed and you do nothing about it, then that's that's not good, you know. I mean that to say to say the least, like the fact that you were able to say, no, this is the problem and I'm going to fix this, that by itself for me as a consumer, regardless of having a science background, or whatever background, I would get put my money behind that kind of a person and entrepreneur before I go and shop at Walmart and buy random brands that I know nothing about. I don't even know where they come from, where they're manufactured. You know, there, it's a, it's a huge like gray area of question marks for me. You know, so I I stand right. behind you said and i think you know like i can't say this enough you know if you really care about your wellness and your skin health for everyone listening which i know all of you do because you wouldn't be listening to my podcast if you didn't um you know invest in these kind of brands this is i mean you brought up growth factors i want to even add to that what you said by saying that in a lab if you do research and any of your phd students or anything Go talk to your PI and ask them how much it costs to buy some, uh, you know, like il six or some sort of a growth factor or anything, you know what I mean, from like a biosciences laboratory just to do an experiment. We're talking about thousands and thousands of dollars, you know, people get like research grants and stuff and these kind of things. These factors and these, um, you know, the things that Celeste is talking about, these are very expensive to extract and to use in science. So the fact that you're pricing your products even where you are, I mean, that's a huge bargain, and that really actually shows that you care and that you're doing this for the right reasons. Because you could easily make your eye product six hundred dollars. You have growth. Oh stack, yeah, you
1: know? and the. Oh, yeah, then the products that have similar things in it are, you know, so I think that the other thing that's cool is we, we designed something called All Access. And, Mm -hmm. and the method to my madness on that is people get literally up to 50% off everything they buy if they're in a consistent program, because what I really want is for everyone to truly be living a healthy skin lifestyle every day. And so we really incent them because, you know, the good news for us is if we can keep you year after year, then we want to reward you and say, you know, let's make it accessible for you to do this for year after year. Because we we literally, like our vitamin C we've had from inception, but yeah. it's a different product today than it was. Literally, we reformulate existing products almost yearly. Sometimes it's every 18 months, depending on if we have to go through an approval process or not like sunscreens. But that take longer, but definitely we, we always are searching the landscape for how do we make this better? Because science is constantly proving us that whatever we said three years ago is now no longer valid and there's something new. So we are always reformulating with that new knowledge so that we're always keeping you, you know, at the forefront of, for example, vitamin C technology. Because what we know about vitamin C today is dram- dramatically different than what we knew. And this whole stability thing where it's like, oh, you know, use esterc because it's stable. Well, a freaking Twinkie is stable. It's, you know, but d- doesn't mean I want to eat it. It's not going to corrupt, but it doesn't yeah. mean what's in its good. So I think a lot of the misleading stuff is what a coach can help, a skin coach can kind of help dispel is like well what does that really mean to you and you know is shelf life more important to you than efficacy you know
0: right no absolutely no it's, it's solid everything you're saying is is a hundred percent and I'm just waiting for the rest of the world to catch up to you so that's because
1: it's <laughs> to it's, us it's, not not to me to us
0: <laughs> no I really love it. And and like I said, you know, I'm a huge fan and I I can't emphasize enough to the whole audience listening that, you know, you you just have to, you have to do your homework, you guys, you know, you got to do your homework. And when you do, and when you, like Celeste said, if you scratch just the surface and start understanding just even the basic, basic principles, it'll automatically lead you to, you know, like this brand, Skin Authority and and these science heavy products, because that's where the real, you know, prevention is, that's where the real treatment options are, all the good stuff that we want, you know. So I mean, Celeste, I, I want to thank you so much for your time. This has been so amazing. And I can't wait for, you know, part two, three, four, five, because I'm going to keep bugging <laughs> you to come back. Um so, you know, I I'm I'm just so thankful. Thank you so much for educating us and for teaching us all of this amazing information.
1: Well, thank you for being such an innovator to create a space where we can we can have this dialogue and share. So I'm in awe. Thank you so much. And you know what? You just recharged my batteries. So I can't wait to get out there today. <laughs> so thank you for that.
0: <laughs> no, thank you so much, everyone listening. Make sure you go check out Skin Authority. I will tag the everything about the brand in the concept art for this episode. Definitely leave us your comments. Any questions you have for Celeste's team, feel free, ask us whatever you want. We'll pass them along.
1: Um, And yeah, stay tuned for more episodes. Thank you so much. Thank you.